All right, let's see here. I have a bunch of stuff typed up here. Prepared, huh? You got the, I am. Uh, the whole notebook, the magic notebook that Mingo has? Yeah, yeah. I tried my best to, to replicate what he's done. Um, I felt like I was doing homework for the first time in so long. I was just like... <laughs> A little stressed out about it, just like doing my best to get all the right answers and finished it just before it was due. So we're ready to roll. <laughs> it is, it's massive shoes to fill. I always freak out before it's, my, uh, my behind the curtain every year. Well, it's like <laughs> being on the podcast is one thing, but actually running the show is a completely different animal. Oh, yeah. You can like, you can step on the podcast as a guest and just yeah, make it freestyle. Till you make it. I mean, Tim's on the podcast a few times a year, yeah, so I mean, right. anyone can really hop on, but to, to run it, it's a little harder. <laughs> I think I'm good. You guys ready? Yeah, are you, doing the, do are you doing the whole intro, or are you putting your yeah. own spin on it? No, we're going to do the whole thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Make sure the game's all here. Those vocal cords wide open. <clears throat> All right, hopefully it's just one take. Welcome everybody to the week six 2023 web.com podcast. Things are a little different around the pod for the next couple weeks as a certain someone is getting married. So I'm filling in for the host position for the time being. Alongside me today, we've got the co-commish Frazier, as well as a special podcast guest you may have heard of. It's Colin. How we doing, fellas? I'm happy to be here. Good. We had to get a... I always love being here. We had to get one, at least one professional needed to be on the podcast. We had to get uh, Colin to to keep us in line here. Um, Caleb, that was a good intro. You really nailed that pitch there. That was perfect. Um, and yeah, we got to wonder if, do you guys think Mango's a little soft for missing two weeks to get married? Two? Really? Yeah, one? he missed today. <laughs> he loses that Iron Man streak and then he's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll take another yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, we needed Colin's steady presence from Camp Dynasty. I know Tim reached out. I was like, hey, you guys need someone this week? And, like, there's already enough chaos <laughs> between this hosting thing. Like, we don't need that. So maybe midseason special you'll hear from him, which is next week. Already coming up fast. This season's mm-hmm. going by quickly. And this is a pretty good week for games. A lot of playoff implications already. But we're going to start with some trades that went down in the past week and some pretty interesting ones. We're going to start with a certain someone investing in the defense, and that's Dirty Dave and the boys going out after getting berated on the pod last week about his defense, goes out and trades for Alex Singleton from the Moneymakers, gives up a 26 third, not too bad, fills out this defense. What would you guys think about this move? I liked it for Dave. He needed to go out and get make a low investment type move. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of high capital, so he needed like the third and fourth round type trades that you've seen Tim do these last couple of years and hit really well on like the Zaire Franklin type trades, get a guy who doesn't have like the superstar name value, but just the steady linebacker who plays all the snaps 
uh, and look looking like he'll play all the snaps for the rest of the year. Um, and it immediately paid off. He had a much more respectable defensive week. So he needed to make this type of move. Uh, maybe there's a few more out there, and hopefully that can get this defense back to at least league average. Yeah, Singleton is just a tackle machine. So it's a, a presence, like you said, that Dave has been needing, and he's been double digits in every game this year but one. So... I mean, I think it's a a good move by Dave. Uh, it's not a it's a very steady floor move that he can just slot in and forget about. And he got a little bit of flack for it, but I thought it was good for him because he needs just production. Period. Yeah, yeah. I love the steady presence of Singleton. I thought it was a good move. Thought it was interesting. You know, does he make that move if the web pod is so vocal about it? <laughs> Um, did we perhaps bully him into making his team better? I I don't know. Are, <laughs> are we my plan today? Oh, hey, it wouldn't be the first time that something like that has happened in web. It's, we it's did what a lot inspires of like sixty percent of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the web pod and I'm like, I should do that. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's you're <a> right. Idea. <laughs> so we got these bright minds on here. So yeah. that oh, you got something else? No, I just said oh yeah, bright minds. Oh sure. yeah, right yep. here. No jinxes, no nothing wrong ever. Um, another trade, a little more high stakes here. We've got a three-team trade. Calvin trying to address some of the injuries he's been going through. So we have Carter getting a 25 third for Curtis Samuel, myself getting a 26 first from Calvin, and then Calvin ending up with Romeo Dobbs, Curtis Samuel, and Justin Simmons. So what do you guys think of this one? Do you think Calvin addressed some of these problems? Um, I would say if I was Calvin and I was going to trade my 26 first to address my wide receiver issue, that this was an epic failure. Um, he <laughs> like, in my mind, after Jefferson went down and let's assume Jefferson's out the rest of the year, his wide receiver situation, I think went from like a D minus to like a C minus. And if I'm giving up my 26 first, that situation's got to be up to at least a B. I think Romeo Dobbs, while he's flashed, he's still young and inconsistent. Um, anytime Watson's been in the lineup, I feel like he's not performed as well. Some of that could be injuries, but it seems like when Watson is there, he's not putting up as much fantasy production. Um, and then Curtis Samuel had himself a nice little game, of of course, right after I'm like, this trade is awful in my head. It's Curtis Samuel, uh, 40 yards and a touchdown. I think it just turned in from a, hey, I I have to start Lazard and Gallup to who do I start now type of type of deal. I think he's got himself into a little bit of a pickle there, and it, it could have been giving up a first. It could have been a lot better situation, I think. What are we doing? Oh, boy. <laughs> what are we doing trading first for, for these guys? I I mean... If you like, like Fraser said, if you're gonna trade it first, do something substantial, make mm -hmm. a make a dent. And I like, I get you get Dobbs who has some upside, but like, you're that's a big move for Calvin who from he doesn't have another first, right? Nope, nope, that was the last one. So you gotta do something with that first. You gotta you gotta pair that up with somebody and make. A blockbuster or you gotta do something substantial with a rebuilding team and I, I just think like justin simmons is a solid db 
Curtis Samuel is fine for now. And Dobbs is like a decent floor, low ceiling player. I, I just feel like we need to be making bigger moves if you're going to move the only first you have. I'm thinking about like my 26 first, which is the only first I have. And I'm like, I will not move that unless something real is coming through. And this does not feel like it's something that's going to move the needle. Yeah. What do you think about it? Uh, I liked it for me. Um, (laughs) I liked it for you too. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm going to miss Dobbs. He's really solid. He's still young, has time to develop. Um, But yeah, Curtis Samuel felt like the perfect time to sell for Carter. Like he's kind of been running this hot stretch. He continues it with a touchdown this week. So maybe that's the thing. But with like Dotson and McLaurin and everything going on there, I just don't see Samuel being a sustainable piece. Dobbs, I still have a lot of hope for, but you don't know for sure what, you know, ceiling probably isn't too crazy. So, I mean, it's been kind of Calvin's MO. I mean, he traded, what, the 25 first the year before for Ramondre, and that one worked out solid, but that was like, that guy ended up being like an RB1 that season. Like, do you see either of these receivers being a wide receiver one or even a wide receiver two? Like, it's, it's tough to say. You know, he helps out the DBs with Justin Simmons, but, um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like you say, you don't have, he doesn't have to start Lazard and Gallup anymore every week, but so it, he has improved it. But has he really strengthened this team by moving that twenty six first? Like, where is this team going to be in a few years? What do you think of the immediate move of putting Curtis Samuel on the trade? Block? That was a weird one. I didn't like, expect that. Is that an accident? I don't think you can <laughs> unintentionally put somebody on the block. It takes like three taps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know that one confused me because like if you didn't want him why'd you trade for him yeah <laughs> big, why'd you big, trade your first for him big brain moves he's gonna immediately flip curtis samuel <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah maybe we'll have to wait for behind the curtain on that one but mm-hmm. all right and then one more trade we've got uh from a couple of the hosts here we've got Devonte adams uh coming over to the keel pros and zach charbonnet to David Wilson, Batman. This is kind of a, I mean, if you had thought about this a few weeks ago, I don't know if anyone could have seen this happening, but things have sort of turned and stuff. Colin, you're the one impartial person here. What were your thoughts on the trade? I I hate this trade because I didn't get Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's a solid trade for both sides. I think, uh, Caleb, you pushing the chips in is nice because obviously Charbonnet is a little iffy for this season to say the least. Uh, and then Fraser, you get the long-term piece with Charbonnet that won't get a ton of miles put on him this year as he's splitting a share with Ken Walker. So uh, it, it feels good for both of you. Um, but I mean, I wish I would have known Adams was available. I would have the call and could have cooked <laughs> something up, but you know, well, I do like it for both of you. Yeah, I like it. Uh, two things did turn here. I think Calvin was kind of a must win for me, low key. It kind of got lost within how prolific my week five was. That, like, hey, you got Tim, you got Riley, and then Dave, like, to start off your pack five slate, I believe. Like, you're going to be three and four if you don't win this game because you got Tim in week seven. So, when you're thinking that way, all of a sudden, Devontae Adams. Closing in on 31, 
a guy that if something catastrophic happened, he's going to lose all his value immediately. Um, just a scary thing to be on if you've mentally given up on the season. Um, so I kind of rushed to get something put together, and uh, Charbonnet felt like a natural piece because I don't think anyone was sh- anyone was shelling out first. Um, unless I mean, unless Calvin would have called me, um, or if we could have worked on something else besides the thing we did work on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were some. There's some tweets out there about uh, cousin Brian. Cousin Brian, uh, do we want, do we want to delve into that? Should we go back to the other I, trade? What the hell is cousin Brian? Cousin Brian. So the the trade that I wanted Calvin to do was to give me Justin Jefferson so I could fulfill the Jamar Jefferson destiny. Pitched something after the injury. Uh, hey, I'll give you Adams. You'll get your team very close to pre-Jefferson injury, potentially with Adams' production. And then I'll give you either picks or field plus picks, if you're sick of Dak, um, type options. And I believe he said, and I quote, I'm losing my mind trying to decide what to do. So I go from pipe dream to this could be real here. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) So then officially pitch the deals. And then on uh, Saturday... Or no, Sunday morning, whenever this trade, or no, Saturday, because this was the day before the trade, he sends back, I've been instructed by my financial advisor to not trade Justin Jefferson under any circumstances. That's fine. I was like, all right. I pitched. I made the, I made the effort. He decided against it. That's fine. And then Sunday comes, and this goddamn trade comes <laughs> through. And then... uh in the meet or before this had happened, I texted uh, Caleb Tim said I, I made a big offer to Calvin, waiting on him to hear back, blah blah blah. And then uh, Sunday morning, this goes through, and then we're talking about it, and Caleb says something like, "Yeah, I saw your deal. I can't believe he took mine." And I'm like, "You saw my deal. I didn't tell you my deal. You saw it." And there was evidence that. Caleb knew that Calvin was at the uh, Badger game. I mean, Caleb Madison resident. I figured these two were together. And then CV was looped into this somehow, too. So then I'm like, all right, who talked Calvin out of my deal to get him to do this garbage? This Romeo Dobbs garbage. And then Caleb was completely ready to throw Carter under the bus. He was like, no, no. (laughs) I didn't say it was Carter. I just said it was definitely not me. I... Because it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't know the deal that was going on. I just know I offered something Thursday and then it evolved into that on Sunday. And you said something on Friday, like I made a big offer. I was like, okay. And then I didn't hear anything about it after that. Calvin never asked me. I didn't see Calvin in Madison. I didn't see him this weekend. So I didn't even know what the deal was. And then you were like out for blood and I was getting scared. So I had, to, I had to pull receipts from Snapchat. Like I didn't talk him out of anything. I just tried to talk him into trading for Dobbs. So yeah, we did some investigative work. Definitely no <laughs> threats were, I never threatened anybody. I, no threats. I feel like we're, we're at the, we're in always sunny and we got the, the board with the red <laughs> string. It pretty much to China. We got like Justin Jefferson's Polaroid. We got Calvin's Polaroid. There's got our a, headshots in Madison, Camp Randall. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a map, there's line, there's pins everywhere. <laughs> oh, it, it was exactly that. Um, eventually 
Uh, first, uh, Caleb had his name cleared, and then or no, Carter had his name cleared, and then Caleb's name was was cleared, and we got to the true culprit, <laughs> the one known as Cousin Brian, Cousin Brian. who fucking animal is apparently the secret advisor to to Calvin's <laughs> team uh, that he runs everything by. I have yet to find out where Cousin Brian lives, works, <laughs> but we're working on it. It's obviously a pseudonym. It's pretty clearly a pseudonym for either Caleb or Carter. No, don't start. This. I mean, it is this, not, is, this seems I know okay. It's a real person. All right, all it's right. A real person. As an impartial third party here, I know I have his Twitter account. I know where it is. You you know so you have the source. I could you, release that info, but I don't think I should for the safety of him and his family. Uh, so, okay. Any, okay. Something's not right here, but we'll move on for the sake of the all listeners. Right. We, we'll say part two for next time. <laughs> yep. Um, Some, something is afoot. We I need will... to do some investigative journalism <laughs> off there. Yeah. Look forward to my article. Will all the soon. president's <laughs> men action start making calls and writing shit down. Anyways, yeah, I gave up Charbonnet and. Uh, <laughs> But that, yeah, I wasn't really expecting to move Charbonnet. I think the talks were a 24 first, and then I didn't really want to move that. And then Charbonnet was like, I love him, but just wasn't going to see production this year. So take a stab at it. Devante, if he's still Devante, that could be fun. You know, him and Keenan are getting old, but like if they continue to produce really good, this wide receiver room could be solid. So yeah, thought it was a solid trade for both of us. All right, trades in the book. That means we can actually talk about some of these games. Now, there was a game of the week poll, but it was a bit fraudulent. Uh, <laughs> Mingo set it up so you could pick multiple games. So there were more votes than owners. Um, hashtag not my game of the week was trending. Um, but the game I voted for, I only voted once because I'm an honest voter. But the game I voted for I ended up winning, and that was the Dynasty team versus the Rebel Alliance. This was a game... Entering, uh, ending non-conference play where Josh was trying to keep up with the rest of the Pac-5. And for Colin, it felt like I can't lose. Like, his team is clicking well, but they can't buy a win. Need to try and get one against one of these Pac-5 foes. And he ultimately does in dramatic fashion on Monday night. Gets the win 185 to 174. Colin, we've got you on the pod, so I'm going to give you the floor here to start. Uh, how did this one feel? Uh First of all, I was a nervous wreck the entire time because, like you said, it, it was a can't lose. It, I absolutely could not lose this game. And, I mean, Ridley and Devante have both been kind of disappointing since, like, week one. And they did it again this week. Uh, Puka and Mark Andrews dropped touchdowns. I, I was sitting here, and I'm like, man – and then I can't figure out who to fucking start in my DB room. So that uh, getting like one and a quarter points between two of them didn't feel good either. So uh, I was really worried that I, I felt like I deserved a Donovan Wilson masterclass. I, I, every time I was doing Camp Dynasty during the Monday night game and I had my, my phone on underneath close your ears bingo i had my phone on underneath and i was just like every time justin herbert would throw the ball i'd like hold my breath and i'm like okay all right it's not number six we're good <laughs> <laughs> so uh 
thankfully survived this one on the back of Britian, which feels great. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna need to see the these guys that I have heavily invested in to get their shit together because right now it's not good and I, I can't rely on getting basically 40 points combined for my running back room every week. Um, and yeah, I mean the defense, if I can figure out who to start, it'll be pretty solid, but uh, until then it'll be a in flux. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. This game absolutely lived up to the game of the week. Billing was very exciting. Um, for the record, I voted seven times six <laughs> for each game and one for the actual game of the week. So also honorable, um and give or throw everyone a bone um but yeah um one thing that sticks out Hashan reddick recovering from his early goose eggs he is on a tear now arguably the the mvp of this week putting up 22 in the d-line spot carrying that defense uh to a better week than they've seen um 77 um not bad but yeah big big game Col- or colin needed this one just can't go one to five. Josh needed this one because um, four and two would have been great going into the pack five. So if stakes were high. It was a great Monday night. Um, Kong gets a big, big win um, going into big five play where he plays uh, Mingo Carter or Parker five times. I, I tallied that up uh, today. So that's um, I, I think he's still in good shape. Um, this the Bree TN. I mean, this is what. I wanted Josh's RB room to perform like these last like few years when I get all hyped up about it. But Bretian has lived up to expectations so far, even with Brees Hall coming off injury. Um, so you don't want to depend on those running backs, but running backs also a position that once these guys get on these types of role, they're in their situation, it can it can continue throughout the year. So you can lean on it if you need to. Yeah, the story of this team is the, the running backs, Britian and this offense, two of the number three scoring quarterback in fantasy, and Colin, the number two scoring offense in Webb. Um, it's been an unbelievable stretch this year, and as Brees Hall's getting better, this offense gets even scarier, even with, you know, Devonta Smith, maybe Andrews having slower starts. Like, this offense is still legit. The defensive side, like you said, uh, Frazier, Hassan Reddick has really turned it around um had a really slow start but you stuck with them keep starting them and now those fruits are starting to bear and i do yeah i'm wondering <laughs> i'm wondering what's going on with this db room like i don't know man <laughs> it's <laughs> me too i was waiting to see if someone was going to get fired or the fans are not happy you know jeremy chin felt like a jeremy chin legacy game maybe with von bell and xavier woods both out and he still only played 30 snaps <laughs> well i think he got hurt is the okay he, he had zero before he got yeah hurt. either yeah, way it's no stats recorded at, yeah until he got hurt so and i'm sitting here and i'm like i have a superstar in devon witherspoon and i didn't fucking start him what am i doing <laughs> like I, this should be easy and kevin byard has been good all season i'm just super overthought it which is i mean classic <laughs> and classic ended up, sunday yeah i'm like <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Von Bell, Xavier Woods are out. Jeremy Chin is like on the trade block. They're going to put him out. It's going to be the showcase game. And then he fucking sucks. So that was good. Um, but yeah, well, he'll be, I mean, obviously he's out for uh, like six weeks. So he well, yeah, starting, now but. yeah, now that slims it down. So it's one less guy to <laughs> try to decide to start. Less, so. Yeah. 
I think a it's, blessing. It, it really is. <laughs> um, on the other side, we've got Josh, and this was like we said, it was game of the week, huge game heading to Pack Five play, and he just isn't able to get it done. 174 points. Um, you know, this is a tough one. He had a chance with the Donovan Wilson on Monday night. And now you're heading into Pack Five play at what is he three? I should three, three. three and three. So mm-hmm. it doesn't seem bad, but when everyone else is already kind of having a leg up on you, and you know Fraser bowing out a little bit, it's going to make it tough down the stretch for this team with this loss. Yeah, this was a tough one. The one good thing for Josh is me bowing out. He's got me twice, so his schedule looks a little bit easier than it did. Um, so he's got that going for him, but. Man, you really, you really would have wanted to see this team get this one. If if he was four and two going into pack five play, that would have been a whole different ball game. But now he's on the the back foot to teams who you could argue are better than him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes from this point. I'm gonna check quick who he's got this week. If my thing loads, looks like he's Dave. got Dave. Oh boy. Yep. And then Tim. And then so Riley. He, me it's like i mean everyone schedules you look at every yeah. pack five schedule and it's like oh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's it's gonna be tough for him um this defense continues to come through i don't know what the numbers as a whole are but i just saw daniel hunter i mean this guy is having quite the the comeback here after a few injury riddled years Never mind, he played 17 games in 2022 and scored a lot of points. Where was I? (laughs) But he's playing even better than last year. He's been like a superstar uh, for this team on defense. Um, What was this defensive total? He was at 82. 82. It's below average. Like This is the number five scoring defense in the league, which has kind of been booing an offense that I believe is ninth right now. So... Um, that tandem of Daniil Hunter and Max Crosby has been pretty lethal. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson, I, I feel like this team needs Lamar to be like a 25-point-per-game guy to be to be a real contender. So only getting 18 out of him is rough. The offense is weird right now. Like it's Since he had that week one where he scored 37, since then he's been at 116, 90, 116, 95, 94. So it's been pretty respectable since then but we still know this team is a defensive team but he doesn't have his first so we'll see where he goes from here as he moves into pack five if he can steal some games i i I was really scared of this team i was like looking at you know the the must win nature of it and i was like you know this team all of these guys are good players and i don't know if he matched up Christian Kirk head to head with Calvin Ridley in the lineup on purpose, but that if he did, that's a hell of a move. And he outscored him. Uh, the Max Crosby safety gate that almost happened terrified me. Cause I didn't know how much of a swing that was going to make. Uh, and I mean, I, was this the week where the Ravens had like all of the drops no, was that, that was the week, week before. Okay, that was the week before. So I, I mean, those receivers can't catch a cold, man. Like this, the, I feel like Lamar's playing some of his best football of his career, and all he's got is like, I mean, Mark Andrews can't fucking catch. That's great. Uh, but 
I mean, Jacoby Myers has been really nice for him this year. That's that's been a a big piece that has. I mean, he started scoring touchdowns. He's doing what he did yeah. in New England, but now he scores touchdowns, which makes him. I mean, the number fourteen wide receiver on the year. So that that has been a big piece for him. So like you guys said, if the the defense can kind of lift up to where you expect all these guys to be and you know josh can i mean the offense has plenty of talent on it so we'll see how this pack five slate goes it'll be tough sledding and it would have been really nice for him if you'd have got this game and well he's got deontay johnson should be coming back this week that should help this offense out and jameson williams had a nice touchdown catch so maybe he doesn't have to try and make moves right now if he can just see how deontay fills in and if if uh, Jameson can become a more consistent target, all of a sudden this offense is looking a little better. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree. I think Lamar needs to be on all cylinders for this team to really have a shot at that playoff run. What do you guys think of Jameson Williams? Uh, I like them coming out. Um, I know he's been hurt, but you would have wanted to see a little bit more at this point. I guess is where I'm where I'm at with him. So. Yeah. Buy or sell like a hold, maybe. There's, I mean, it's interesting. He only played 23% of the snaps in week six here. And he obviously he made an impact with those, but like, yeah, there's some red flags with the injuries, the off the field thing. Like, honestly, there's enough that's happened where I'm kind of just staying away. And I don't think Josh would trade him, honestly. Like, he feels like a ride or die Josh guy, but. There's been some red flags that have been popping up that make me a little concerned, but he's still, it's just year two. So, yeah, I agree. It's like get through the drop stuff, get out of the doghouse, and start playing some real snaps. I feel like he could be pretty good. All right. On to the next game. This week game also had quite a few votes in the game of the week pool uh, poll. Maybe in a different week it wins it, but. It turned out to be a pretty good game. That's the Pirate Crew versus Dirty Dave and the Boys. Two big heavyweights in the league. And the Pirate Crew comes away with the win, 199-184. to Another game that comes down to Monday night. And again, this time, the players in play aren't able to make up the ground. Eckler and Derwin James don't close the gap, and the Pirate Crew get the win. Yeah, big, big game for, I mean, for Dave... He had the the chip on his shoulder after the projections came out last week to to be able to go to the pack five at five and one would have been nice and it was a really like back and forth game and um, Dave just didn't quite have enough at the end and now he's got to Christian McCaffrey with a rib injury Kirk Cousins doesn't have Justin Jefferson so that's tough um, so just as this team was getting healthy and you were going to see this lineup at its full capacity there's a couple more blows to it and that's that's the nature of this old of a team like it's going to have blows like this that it's going to test its depth which it doesn't really have so he's still four and two going into pack five play but like we said all the pack five schedulers are like ooh, ooh. So <laughs> I, i'm guessing dave's is no no different let's uh let's check that quick so dave josh hmm? Josh, Caleb, Tim, Frazier. You know what? His doesn't look Yeah, bad. not as bad. Um, so, yeah, he is going to – I wonder if he's thinking of maybe trying to do anything at quarterback or if he trusts Kirk. But, I mean, this pack 5 I feel like every team, is, except for Tim, is just kind of in a weird like spot. Like, how is this going to go for me? 
What does Adam Thielen have to do <laughs> to see the field? Oh, still this is start? another big week. 11 catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. And we're still starting Terry McLaurin. What does what does he got to do, man? This is one of your guys. I know Terry's his guy. Listen, I understand that. He's got the jersey. But it's Adam Thielen, man. And, Thielen's and his guy, too. Seems full of his guys. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they're, these are... If you start Thielen this week, you're looking at how much of a point swing. Ooh. Well, it was 11. 11 and a half point swing? Uh-oh. Or... 12 points 12 swing points and that Not puts you at enough. 196 Not so right i mean it, it gets saved himself, some heart- saved himself some heartbreak maybe but. yeah but i i just feel like what does the kid got to do to deserve a starting shot you know the underdog adam it, Thielen, the number five scoring wide receiver in fantasy right now adam oh. Thielen. adam Thielen. terry mclaurin number 27 and this is coming off like cooper cup a couple years ago where Cooper Cup couldn't get a start on this team over Terry McLaurin <laughs> until like week five, and that robbed him of the MVP because we're like he's not scoring points in the offense. Sorry, That's Dave. right? I forgot. Yeah, we had the whole the whole Cooper Cup gate, and Josh yeah. had to go. Well, he didn't start week one and week two, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, yeah." Like <laughs> if you're not scoring points for the team, right? Can you be the most Maybe. valuable player? Points on the bench don't valid. mean anything. Yeah, those aren't valuable. Yes. So wide receiver five, but all the points are on the bench. I don't know. I don't know, well, Dave. I guess if McCaffrey is out this week, then he can sort of slide Thielen into the flex spot. But yeah, I think Thielen's earned that wide receiver role over McLaurin for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he adds Alex Singleton, who we talked about, um, and he has his highest defensive outpoint, uh, output of the season, 80 points, just below league average. So uh, a good week out of the defense. It wasn't really the reason he lost, just wasn't able to get it done on the offensive side. Um, Eckler only eight points. And, you know, this is sort of the mythical, that mythical running back lineup, like McCaffrey, Eckler, and Kamara. It's like we don't see it often. There's always something wrong. Kamara was suspended. Eckler was hurt. Now they're all together, and they all kind of stunk, and one got hurt. Uh, so I don't know. Kamara, or Eckler's still coming back from injury, and now McCaffrey out. It's like, is it just that? Is it just a myth? Or will this ever actually happen? It, it's crazy the way that every time you see it coming together, <laughs> just one game and it's like, oh, this guy's hurt now. <laughs> the The linebacker room looks good. Monte David, like, throw like, back the yeah. clock. I was going to say, ageless wonder. Patrick Queen has been absolutely unlocked by Roquan. I mean, since Roquan came to this team, he has been fantastic. Uh, he's... I mean, going back to week 11, so after the bye last year, he's been double digits in all but one, two games. So, I mean, that's a a nice uh, revelation for someone that he Mm -hmm. made a pretty big move for trading for him and Derwin for first. So that's a a nice little little thing that you can hang your hat on, Dave. Uh, And... Yeah, Kirk Cousins. He needs. said he was the solution. He said Dave needs a quarterback, and yeah, now, it's now, tough now. to do the meme, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> oh, ten points against the Bears. Um, yeah, 
I do want to put, he, he like covered up the hole of the linebackers, but it looks like the DBs sprung a leak this week. Uh, nine points total out of them. <laughs> so it's kind of like the flex seal guy just like covering up and then another hole busts out. So yeah, see what it's he like, can do to address that. <laughs> it's like that old house that you buy that you fix one thing, the next thing goes wrong. I mean, it's, it's a never ending cycle. <laughs> that. <laughs> That's a double whammy for Dave. He didn't have to do the old house to him as well. Come on. Um, no, no, I wasn't saying anything. Okay, okay. On the other side, we've got the Pirate Crew getting the win, just shy of 200 points pending stat corrections. Uh, Ho-hum, another 5-1 and one start. Uh, much to his surprise, I guess, I saw a tweet that he doesn't understand how he's 5-1. and one. Well, this is the second highest scoring team in web, so... Not sure what other record we were anticipating, but it is a good win for them. Um, Tyree Kill, still Tyree Kill. I mean, what are our thoughts on this team? It's in a, I mean, I don't know what's going on in a, over in Pirate Crew land because the owner's out having a meltdown. I mean, this team, <laughs> like you said, second highest scoring team in web, fourth ranked offense, the part that we've been like, oh, it's his weakness. It's his fourth-ranked offense. It's fine. Defense surpassed Tim's defense this week. That's how good things are going on this end. I mean, turning back the clock on a lot of these guys, Jordan Hicks, 27 points this week. And yet this team, despite running a train on the league, best record, three years in a row he's been running a train on the league. He turns... He trades Mark Andrews during the whole draft night process. I know there was multiple trades involved, but end all be all traded Mark Andrews, picked up Sam Laporta plus assets. I don't know where Sam Laporta is on keep trade cup, but I would assume it's very close to Mark Andrews at this point above. I think above. I think we're getting above. words from the producer that he's above. <laughs> he's in our ear. <laughs> so, I mean, you've already turned that in and like, you picked up Collins 24 first. I don't care what we expect with the schedule. Right now he's two and four. You never know what can happen. Um, pick that up. And like you're running a train on the league. Tim's the only one better. And you're mad because you didn't also knock your pick out of the park. You're having a meltdown. Like, <laughs> give us a break. Like, God damn. That's how I feel about this team right now. Why do you keep saying he's running a train on the league? <laughs> I don't know. How many times did I say that? You said that like four times. <laughs> Five and one. I, yeah, okay. So Sam Laporte is a dynasty tight end one on keep trade cut. So he is above everybody. So, Dan, you, you can feel good about that while you're sulking about Quentin Johnson. You can wipe away the Quentin Johnson tears with the Sam Laporte tissues. And you can, I mean... These are what champagne problems. That's what Joe Barry said, right? That's you know exactly what it is. Yeah, champagne problems. So you can, you know, you got Quentin Johnson because you have a good enough team to let him develop, and he was a raw prospect coming in. This this was the the big thing that I was like, come on, Dan, really? Or this is this is what we're doing? Your team is like historically good, and you're gonna complain about Quentin Johnson? Yeah. And, and like it's not like he's in the lineup getting one target like he's on the bench where you want him to be not getting targets like just let it just let it happen man it would be nice if he had jordan addison and he, that's who he was debating between but like 
you never know. It's they're gonna have long careers, hopefully, and we'll see where they end up. But yeah, uh, this is a good team. We're six weeks into the season, and I feel like we've been pretty calm about the rookies, like at least on the podcast within the league. Like there hasn't been any like rash uh, decisions, and Dan to be the first one to do it is interesting, considering like how well everything's going. Um, but looking over that, you did bring up Jordan Hicks and his 27-point uh, performance. That was actually the big swing in this game, was a fumble return touchdown. I believe fumble yards, were they added this season? Is this the first year of that? Um, I feel like that's right. I feel like we voted on that because there's no fumble recovery. Yeah. Yep. Because so, it's so random for fumble recoveries. He, it was a... It was a 42-yard recovery to the end zone. So that ended up being 4.2 points plus 6 points for the touchdown. That ended up being a 10.2-point play, which really swung this game, honestly. Because when I looked at projections, I think Dan was still losing projections. And that swung Dan right back into it. So interesting to see that new rule in play. Uh, Too much, too little. I like it. I like it definitely uh, because there were some serious momentum from a portion of the league that wanted to keep fumble recovery. And I was like, you, f- you fell on the ball. Like it landed right at you. I don't think this should get points, but if you can recover the football and then gather yourself and gain yards, I feel like that's very fair. The fact that he gets four points out of that. Plus the, the uh, touchdown 10 point play that might anger the team. He was against. I know. I thought that too many points. <laughs> <laughs> I figured Dave had to be seething after that one. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, you get a rush and you get, you know, 25 yards, you get two five, 2.5 points for it. What's the difference between scoop? Like, it's way harder to scoop the ball up and get 25 yards. Like, yeah. why shouldn't you get 2.5 points for it? Like that, so, that run back Quay had for that touchdown? Hell like, yeah. That deserved to be rewarded for, mm-hmm. for that run back. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think that they're, like, if you're trying to emulate like defense to offense i feel like having the the yards they gain be worth the same amount of points as the yard offensive players gain i feel like that just makes sense so dan five and one heading into big five play probably locked and loaded almost as a playoff team here so Mm -hmm. but still things to, to work on i guess all right on to the rest of the slate here how about a game that ended up having some big implications with trades? It was David Wilson Batman versus the Milkers. David Wilson Batman on the rise following that momentum of a big week before. And then Calvin with some question marks um, with the injuries. This was, um, you know, he got Curtis Samuel into the lineup this week. who scored a touchdown, but... This one didn't really go how we thought. Um, a few injuries for David Wilson, Batman, 136 points. The Milkers put up 183 and get the W. Yeah, this was a tough week uh, for me, just coming off how good that week five was to immediately come crashing down. is very on brand uh, for me lately, um, but... It was tough with the injuries. I think um, I think we had three people leave the game and not come back. Fields, Montgomery, um, and there was one other one, if I remember right. Devante kind of seemed like he's still banged up from that shoulder issue. So it all came crashing down in a game that you really needed to to pr- prove yourself in to 
look like a real contender going into the pack five and didn't get it done. And it changes the course of the, of the whole year. So we're going to still hope that, that things go well for this team. Still going to try to score as many points as we can, but definitely from a player movement standpoint, um, strategy is definitely flipped with, with this game and with Tim up next. You keep talking about week five, man. The, mm-hmm. the scab has just like gotten, you keep picking the scab off. You know, I'm and, starting to heal and you're like, yeah, week five, I scored two thirty on your head. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, just in case you forgot Jamar Chase had 50, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so, but I'm glad you came down back to earth. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> I would give it back if I could at this point. <laughs> All the it's it's only because you said that you wanted to run it up on me. That, that oh, hurt. That's me fair. I was I was feeling myself on Sunday. I, know. I blacked I blacked out. Yeah, and now the the karma the karma came back and bit you immediately. A hundred a hundred point does. swing. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of it was from these injuries. I mean, you had Justin Fields and David Montgomery who were going nuclear the past couple of weeks. Plus, you know, Jamar Chase had kind of a down week. Devontae, like you said, it all kind of added together to this just a disappointing performance. And with Fields not expected to be back right away, Montgomery, you're not sure. I don't blame you for deciding this was the time to do it. Um, it's a tough decision. This is a season where it was kind of going to be like that dark horse, like starting to put things together. And it, we've seen it happen before where teams – you know, I feel like you're right there, but it's also ends up being like a year away. We've had it with Riley before. Um, so it's it's tough to swallow after, you know, the week after. But there were still, you know, this is still this lineup is incredible. You pick up Zach Charbonnet. You have a ton of picks. So and it was nice to see, you know, with a, with a fallen soldier like Matt Milano for Jamin Davis and JOK to score 19 points apiece. That was, you know, that was good to see. Yeah, loved uh, loved those two balling out for Milano over there. Um, rest in peace, Milano. With the with uh, the fifty eight patch on their jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the sticker on the helmet, uh, the whole ball wax. Um, but yeah, as like as I pictured this team, as I pieced it together for this year without investing too much in it, like Montgomery stepping into that Jamal Williams role. I was hoping that that could be like the this guy's going to score like 20 touchdowns this year and it was shaping up to look like it. And as soon as I lost Montgomery, who I, I pictured being the straw that that stirred the drink, your drink's going to get flat. if You don't have the straw. Um, so missing that piece. And then I'm like, I got to we got to make some quick decisions here. Yeah, I, the the Justin Fields injury is really the big thing, because like. The last couple of weeks, he was back to where he was towards the end of last year. And I mean, 34 and 40 when he was like the nuclear option that you could rely on the web factor kind of guy. And he doesn't put it together. And then, I mean, Bijan still losing red zone touches to Tyler Algier. And I know you got them both and neither of them played well this week. But like you would like to see the guy that you invested all of that into you'd like to see him just get all the work and i guess this is the the widespread complaint about every skill position player on the falcons is like hey can he just get the ball because he's good at football and arthur smith's like (laughs) wouldn't you think 
Uh, <laughs> fuck your but, fantasy team. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck your fantasy team. And I'm not going to give my good players the ball. Uh, but, I mean, this team has a super bright future. And moving into the new era with the Devontae trade is probably a, a good move for you to, to secure that future a little further. On the flip side, we've got Calvin, who gets a pretty big win here, was sitting at 3-2, and two, uh, moves up to 4-2, 183 points, nothing flashy, but um, an efficient win out of him. Curtis Samuel, like I said, gets in the lineup, scores a touchdown. Ramondo Stevenson has a better week. Like, this team is, I mean, it's in a great position right now to make the playoffs with sitting at four and two in the big five slate. So do we think he can sort of coast his way through the big five or what do we think right now? <sighs> it's, it's tough to gauge right now. I mean, JT is still ramping up, so that's big. He upped his snap count this week. So you'd expect him to get on a full workload pretty quick here. Uh, Josh Jacobs is looking a little bit better than he started out, but Wide receiver, you invested heavily in that. You turned it from gross to not quite as gross, so that's good. Uh, and then Ramondre, having him look a little bit more like he looked last year, is big. So, yeah, I think with the soft uh, big five schedule, I think he's in a really good position to just make the dance close to that. Um, so I don't see a lot of big changes that he needs to make other than staying healthy, getting JT back to, to normal JT, and I think he can kind of coast through there and let the pack five eat itself alive. I wonder if JT is going to get back to where JT was. Because, like, well now we've seen – I mean, last week he was is his first game back, and so it's a little excusable. This week it's eight carries for 19 yards. Like, it's just inefficient. And – uh it's not about like, is he going to get back to what he looked like? It's more about is Indianapolis going to give him the touches that we want him to get because he's been gone. Zach Moss has been playing well, or is this just going to turn into a split and to kind of punish JT for being an asshole this off season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see it happening because Jim Irsay is really fucking petty. Well, his snaps did get up to 42% this week, which is 15% the week before. So it seems like it's trending in the right direction. But like you said, Zach Moss has been unbelievable. So why? I mean, JT is obviously great, but Zach has been carrying the load and been doing great. So is this going to be more of a committee going forward until maybe JT emerges more? It's tough to say. And it's interesting looking at this team. Like, like in the preseason, I thought this was going to be possibly the best offense in the league. Like you look top to bottom, there really wasn't any holes. He adds George Kittle. Um, you know, you got the receiving crew and then now everyone's gotten hurt. This is now the 10th scoring offense in web, which is shocking. I thought this would have been for sure like top three. Um, and it's the defense that's actually fourth right now. That is kind of helping this team sustain um, success with, you know, TJ Edwards, TJ Watt, obviously. Um, so, and Fred Warner's been on a, a man on a mission back-to-back -back weeks with a pick. So the defense has been kind of carrying the slack. And if you can have that consistent defense, get guys healthy, you know, if you have Dobbs and Samuel make an impact in the receiver room where Gallup and Lazard were basically doing nothing. And if you get a better Dak, too, that's another story that we talked about last week. He had three points, 
Um, this week he has 26 and looks a little better against the Chargers. So if he can get Dak back to normal, get healthy, things could finally be like coming together right when he needs them to later in the season. Mm-hmm. You'd also love to see Ramondre be a lot more efficient with his carries because he's been really bad on the ground. Last year he was like pretty solid. And this year, I mean, this this week he, like you mentioned, Caleb, was more like he was last year. He's a little more efficient, 4.6 yards per carry, and then he had some receiving work. But, like, the efficiency is down a lot. And if he doesn't have the touchdown this week, it's not looking very good. So mm-hmm. I I would love to see – I mean, Zeke looks like he has more juice than Ramondre, <laughs> which is not a good sign. That's not good. Not good at all. Can't <laughs> confirm. Uh, yeah, JT is going to be huge for this team. I don't think it's panic time yet, but if he does, if that ramp up doesn't continue this week, next week, then I'd maybe start to worry. And then this team's really got to monitor uh, Jeff, Justin Jefferson's injury closely to see. Hopefully, he doesn't get get shut down or anything, because yeah. that would be tough for this team. Versus if he does come back right around playoff team playoff time, this is going to potentially look like a scary team to face for sure all right on to the next one um that was kind of it for the the closer well the more um no that's not true moneymakers keel pros this is another solid game (laughs) hell of a Uh, segue yeah didn't nail that one (laughs) we'll try again next year uh keel pros get the win 166 to 134 uh, not an inspiring point total from my team, but you get to four and two before the pack five slate. You get Devonte Adams feeling a little better. What are you guys thinking right now about this team? Ah, the Keo pros. I like that you went and <laughs> made that Devonte Adams inject something that you got for not too bad of a price right in the lineup. Hopefully he gets healthy. Hopefully, Whoever is playing quarterback there, I mean, I honestly think it might be better if it's not checked down Jimmy. Um, if it's one of those Aiden back there or Hall of Fame Hoyer, I feel like they're just going to be, let's lock on Adams, let him feast. Whereas Jimmy G, every time I'm watching the Raiders, it's dump down, dump down, dump down, tight end, running back. Um, so maybe that could be good. But, God, it's it's interesting. I feel like it's... It's good that the defense, I think, this week popped off a little bit. That's an area you're known for, and it's been struggling up to this point to get a 99, which uh, was the highest scoring uh, defense this week. That's big to see that coming coming around. Like Going back to the preseason pots, Josh Allen, the defense, the rest fills in from there. Um, Josh Allen's been there, but the defense has not been there, which is part of the struggles for this team so far to see that. They get Devontae. I think this team is putting its best foot forward into Pack 5 play. Um, so we'll see where it goes from here. Keenan Allen, man. This is, I mean, ageless. That's a little bit of a theme for the podcast today, where we're talking about these older guys that are still performing at a very high level. And Keenan Allen this year has been, I mean, with Mike it, Mike Williams injury he becomes the one and only option the first read and the second read for Justin Herbert it feels like because 
uh, all season, he's been incredible. Double digits in every game. I mean, his only down game was week four where he had 10.7. And, I mean, a 20-target game mixed in doesn't hurt. So I think that kind of ascension that Keenan Allen has continued from the end of last season fueling the championship run and then bringing in Devontae Adams to inject some more juice into this wide receiver room so you don't have to rely on the kind of roller coaster ride that is Gabe Davis and you can go with the I mean we'll see with the health of Debo hopefully he'll be fine I mean it sounds like it's a minor injury but if you can I mean confidently start Debo Keenan and Devontae and then just figure out the flex that'll be a lot better than you know, working in Gabe Davis or Rasheed Rice and, you know, seeing what's up with that wide receiver three spot. I think that that's really, that, that really puts a staple on trying to defend the belt now that you're four and two and you, you can make a real run at this. Yeah. yeah. Keenan. Oh, go for it. I was going to touch on the, the Gabe Davis thing, just cause like that's, it's the stack, but it's not like the true wide receiver one stack but yeah. it's a lot scarier when he's just like sitting in the wide receiver three or the flex spot yeah right like, oh i hope gabe davis doesn't pop off this week that and is gabe very... davis just like has 30 it's like yeah. fuck <laughs> it's like, god damn it gabe davis is the perfect flex player and now if you know if debo stays healthy which has kind of been an issue here you know he left early and only scored a point if he can get healthy we throw gabe in the flex we're feeling a lot better obviously um, the running back room has been awful. I almost had a meltdown with Brian Robinson on Sunday. Where yeah, what think, what what was that? I didn't. I wasn't watching at this uh, point, and I didn't know what was going on. They like got down to the two yard line, and Robinson just like couldn't get in. And then they brought in Gibson, and then they threw it to Gibson. And I was just after this down week the week before, I was starting. I was just like, "You're <laughs> fucking kidding me!" Like I literally just brought this guy in to score touchdowns. I was ready to be done with Gibson. He's not good. And now we're going to start using him. So uh, luckily Robinson had a really sick truck stick in the end zone for a different touchdown. Otherwise I would have been, that was, I was getting really, I was tilted. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was that uh, Robinson salvage that gets a touchdown. So that's good. But Rashad white hasn't really done a ton. He gets a ton of gets all the work, but just hasn't been doing anything with it. Najee is obviously Najee. Um, and don't really have anything besides that. Charbonnet is gone, um, but he wasn't really doing anything anyways. So the running back room is tough right now. The receiver room's a lot better. Tight end's a question mark. Like, there's still a lot of questions with this team, but the defense coming through this week with that point total was huge. Um, Cam Curl coming into the lineup and scoring 18 points, massive. Terrell Bernard has been phenomenal. He scored 19, and then we got Vintage Foy with 22. So we did all that without – Nick Bosa still hasn't had a boom week. Like, this was the most he's scored, and it's 13 points. So if we can get Bosa on all cylinders, and then Jalen Phillips is getting healthy, and this has always been a second-half defense for me, and if we're, we're getting there, I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah. Boy, what a goddamn Iron Man Foy is. This guy is just every week 100% of snaps. He'll get you 15 tackles. All the time. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on Najee Harris? My thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know, I've been looking at the analytics, and it hasn't been as bad as the year before from what I'm seeing. Like, the yards, obviously the yards um, where he gets contacted is, like, awful. It's like he barely can get off the, like, the line of scrimmage. But he's been really good with yards after contact and – 
I don't know. He that that Pittsburgh offense is just such dog shit. Matt Canada is so shit. And I think Jalen Warren's a good player. But the problem is, like Najee, even if he's efficient, they can't get that fucking team into the red zone. So it doesn't matter. Like I have a running back who might be efficient, but he's never gonna get red zone touches because they're never there. So I think he's been like performing okay. Like he gets a lot of hate, but I don't think he's been that bad. But a running back that's mediocre and doesn't get red zone opportunities, like what is it? It's just it's nothing. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. I still believe in the player. It's just the situation is absolute dog shit. Yeah, yeah, the advanced stats have been kinder to him this year. Like they couldn't be much worse. Than the I mean, before. it's true. Rush yards over expectations. The one where it's like, yeah, he's getting more rush yards over expectation, but it's like now he's getting two instead of like negative one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because last year, like the masses still loved Najee, but then you had like those random Twitter sharps like this guy sucks, and now it feels like masses corrected and now it's like hey he's not as bad as you think yeah, he is now that's basically <laughs> like, what i've seen and i pretty much agree so <laughs> fortunately he's just not startable right now if they he doesn't get touched on opportunities so and i believe you've officially put your eggs into the rishi rice over quentin johnson yeah. bucket i saw yeah that was yeah that was great i remember yeah I just had to pile on. I kept seeing so many Quentin Johnson tweets. I was like, wait, I tweeted something about him. And it was it pretty much was perfect, at least six weeks into the season. Again, it's very early. But Rasheed's looked really good. Uh, we just need to get his snaps up more. But whenever he's on the field, Mahomes finds him. And he's looking like what I expected. Like his, I know he had a foot injury for like the second half of last year, which I think hurt his explosiveness and stuff. And now you can see he's got that juice back. So... Um, if I hadn't trade for Devontae, he'd probably be running in that flex spot. So I feel a little better not having to rely on him quite yet. But as a bye week fill-in, I'm feeling a little better about Rasheed. So it's nice to see some some return on that early. Uh, on the flip side, we've got the moneymakers fall to one and five. Uh, finally gives the keys to Brock Purdy, <laughs> and it all comes crashing down. Gave the keys to Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy crashed the car. Yep. God damn it. The kid can't drive yet. Uh, I The thing that stands out to me about the Moneymaker lineup uh, is a combined 2.3 points from the running back position. I mean, that makes me sick. But... Can I, can I inject a quick stat? Yes. Uh, Mingo's RB2 position has not recorded a good like a good carry let alone any carry it has not recorded (laughs) a carry since i believe october 2nd yeah because we're we're going on almost uh, over half a month you had devin no carry he was Mm -hmm. relegated to and then you had p ryan that is tough (laughs) that is tough but silver lining everybody Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown. I cannot let us leave this with no Mingo here <laughs> without saying Kyle Pitts scored a real NFL touchdown on American soil. That's true. <laughs> People forget about the American soil part. Yeah, I mean, 
Has he ever? Is this his first think... American soil touchdown? <laughs> <Let> me... <laughs> quick... No, this is his, his second, but oh, okay. it feels like his first. It's actually, no, this is his third. He had two last year, and okay, I, okay. I think the men in black wiped it from my memory because I don't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of last season from Kyle Pitts, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, it's big that this team had a few bright spots to look at it because when I know he's been having some issues with stepping back, rebuilding, and not contending, yeah. he's he's struggling with this. So the the only thing you can rely on to make you feel better when this is happening is those bright spots with the young players you've invested in. So for Kyle Pitts to get the touchdown, Drake London to put up 125 yards, those are, those are wins for the week. And when when your RB2 is putting up zero carries and it's by design and your young players are performing well and you get the L, I mean, it's like the perfect week. Yeah, I mean, the guys you want to see it from, like all over 10 points, Drake London, Nico Collins, Jordan Addison, Kyle Pitts. Like, that's the nucleus right now. That's that's this team. And he's I know he's you still trying to... Marvin Mims. Well... Oh yeah. Well, his zero <laughs> points were hard to, to just see there. <laughs> um, I mean, if we, yeah, Marvin Mims, Cedric Tillman, Harris Marshall. Uh, sorry, but um, there's a, the nucleus was zero this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, bye week. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are silver linings at least, and some of these teams, it's hard to find silver linings, and this team at least has an a nucleus in, in that receiving and maybe tight end room again. Um, so that's something to look forward to as this season goes on. And Kyler Murray's back, which he is very excited about. I'm very excited about Kyler Murray's a good player. Yeah, but he playing this week. He might not. No, I think he's just opening his practice window. So he's got oh, like okay. 21 days to be elevated to, to play. The yeah. problem the problem is you'd probably want him to be out the second half of the season because Call of Duty comes out in a few weeks. Oh, so this is kind are of we still, are we still doing this? this? Kind of bad timing for him to come back because you know he's going to be trying to remember the playbook and like get used to playing and it's like new COD. Oh, and, new COD. There's no way Gannon's playbook is difficult. <laughs> there's no Josh Dobbs came in. With well, like that's the past or not. That, that guy three should days be notice designing airplanes, and he plays football <laughs> instead. He should be in space. Don't <laughs> compare the past or not in Kyler Murray. Come on. If Kyler Murray had the brain of Josh Dobbs, he'd be an elite player. But instead, he's a, he's a good one. They should put them both on the field. <laughs> they thought of this. Josh just whispers in his ear what to do. and then quarterback system. Have we figured out how to do a brain transplant yet? Because <laughs> Josh Dobbs, like, I feel like, could be a Call of Duty streamer. Kyler Murray and Josh Dobbs are going to be out for the next two weeks. They are swapping grain. We're doing a brain transplant. Hey, Trey McBride, I wanted to also put out there. Yes. That's one of Mingo's guys, and he had five targets, caught four of them for 62 yards. That would be a nice bright spot if he can develop because – we all know that Kyle Pitts can't keep up this kind of production. Damn. Mm. Up and down segment for Mingo's first time <laughs> listening. Now he, he was now he knows that how this feel. A brilliantly disguised Kyle Pitts dig there. <laughs> Did not expect that. Nico Collins, actually though, him and CJ Stroud are electric 
that's a beautiful connection that I didn't expect to see. And I mean, he's been great this year. He's been more than boom bust because it's more booms than bust. So it feels like the regular is the, the 15 plus, And then, you know, you get the three points in between and you take them, but that's a nice revelation also for him that I, I know I didn't see coming. But Cedric Tillman sucks. On to the next game. We have... Is that an airplane? Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Is it in your house? house? <laughs> Are you in an airport right now? <laughs> Are you on a plane? <laughs> I didn't know plane Wi-Fi. They just let you play. That's why you have the background. There's, there's just a guy kicking your chair behind you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Damn, I blew my eardrums out. Oh my God. I'm in my house, just so you guys okay, know. That's clear a, it up. I, yeah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> All right, on to the next game. We have some lower stakes games, actually, this time. We've got Herb Your Enthusiasm against the International Men of Mystery. Game that was never really in doubt. Riley gets the win. Why is that? It's, land, it's landing already. <laughs> Puddle jumper. You ever heard of a red eye? <laughs> all right. I want this all left. I want this. Yeah. <laughs> is Bingo doing yeah, the audio editing for this? We'll, we'll see what he does. He'll yeah, I'll keep this in. I, I want to hear the planes on, <laughs> on the web pod. He's relaxing. Riley gets the win. Put it, Mingo could put a disclaimer, like, turn your volume down just in case. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> just in case the plane engines blow your eardrums out. <laughs> or your speakers. Riley gets the win. 183 to 128. A game that was never really in doubt. Riley moves to four and two, entering Pack Five play with a host of other teams. How do you feel about this team right now? It's a little bit of a whole hum week. Hit Parker in town, a win he expected to get, but at the same time, it was the magical fourth win that eluded him for so long last year. So a little bit, a little bit of a mental hurdle to get over. So it's nice to. To get that, um, looking down the lineup, Logan Wilson, um, that acquisition was that in the offseason or no, last year that oh, paid last. off big, uh, for him. But Bobby Okereke, big week Ooh. in the IDP flex spot, 24 points. But yeah, ho hum, nice to put up a 183. Um, that's really all you can hope for against Parker. You, you know, that was worded poorly, hope for against <laughs> Parker, but. You just want to see your team put up a, a good week that makes you feel good because you expect to win anyway. Um, so 183 is a nice little week for Riley. It is a nice little week. I mean, the the T. Higgins benching, I like. That was a good move. I mean, with the, the rib injury, it's it, it's hard not to play your, your guys that have the big names because, like, you know, you're, you should start T. Higgins every week. But he has a rib injury. He might be limited. I like that move, Riley. That's that's savvy. This uh, I w- I also have a player with a rib injury, and we were discussing this today. I think Riley has put up put in so much research into rib injuries that he is one or two 
classes or exams away from his doctorate. <laughs> this guy is on it. He knows exactly what to expect from rib injuries. I'm not surprised that he made a really good start to sit decision based on it. <laughs> and then Zeke in the RB2 spot, who has more juice than Ramondre, apparently. I and mean, also had like a 60-yard touchdown called back. Uh, had a nice 11 spot in Aaron Jones' absence. So, uh, Aaron Jones should be back next week, so he won't have to start Ezekiel Elliott, and you'll be able to have Ken Walker and Aaron Jones. But it's nice to see that you have somebody that can hold down the fort potentially when either your guys are on by or injured. Did yeah. Zeke really have a 60 yard touchdown called back? Yeah, it's like a stream pass. Wow. I never yeah. thought he would score from more than 10 I, yards out of game. That's why I was saying that he's got that Ramondre has less juice than Zeke. He was like running out running people. I was like, Jesus. what the fuck is I happening? Did, I did see him on the screen like one time and I was like, who's that? Like, yeah. I just didn't like, haven't like seen him play. I was like, 15. I was like, yeah, he was just like, I was like, is this, is it 2016? Like, did I just go back in time? But. Uh, yeah, he's got a little bit of a little bit of juice left in him. So, yeah, not too flashy of a week, and it's been kind of interesting. Like the start of the season, he rips off 198, 222, and 208 wins. Like this team is locked and loaded, and then you know it's kind of dealt with some injuries and hit kind of a lull. It had 142 in a loss, 173 in a loss, 183 in a win this week. Trying to figure out where this team exactly is, dealing with the injury bog and um, entering the Pac-5 slate. Obviously good to get here at 4-2. and two. Um, It's not quite as scary as it was at the beginning of the season, but this defense has been unbelievable. And if he can get healthy, I think like it's right in this Pac-5 playoff race. So It was a 74-yard touchdown catch and run. Really, I need to see yeah. video of it. Yeah, I, 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 I can. I I'll share my screen right now. I'm gonna do it. This is a good podcast. <laughs> right, yeah, let's watch this live. Like live reaction. Yeah, I, make sure you have a uh, web.com gold, and you can watch this. Yep. Do you see this? Yeah. Here, I'll pull. Here we go. Yeah, oh, perfect. Okay. Here's Ezekiel Elliott. Look at this. Look at this. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. Whoa. He's going. Wow. He's got juice. That's like, is this Ohio State film? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's wearing 15. This is prime uh, Zeke Elliott right there. That is a crime to call that back. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Jesus. That's more expensive be... than, than Ramondre has done all season. I think Ramondre's longest rush up till last week was like 12 yards. Yeah. So we got some juice in this backfield, Riley. I like it. We need some sort of like override for the refs where you can be like, that was really cool. Yeah, right? Let's let that stand. Like, how about Zeke hasn't sort of done that in five years? That should be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The refs should be like, just give Zeke Nux, like, yeah, yes, they'll be like, God, they, I'll give they, this they, one. they get in their little meeting and it's like, it, it was Ezekiel Elliott. He just scored a 74 <laughs> yard touchdown. He might never do that again in his life. <laughs> like, and then they just wave the flag off. They're like, yeah, yeah no rule penalty. of cool. We're, we're waving that off. As another plane crosses over. Do they have enough runways for these? I don't know. This does not usually happen. Are are you on an aircraft carrier? How many planes have flown over in pods this year? I don't think it's happened. Those are the first three. And we do it at the same time every week. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Something's happening. Should we check the news? Somebody check CNN. I, All right. Uh, again, good. You should move on. I'll, I'll All move right. On. I mean, it's well, week seven, and I didn't even know you lived by an airport. And we've been <laughs> doing the pod for I've, nine I've weeks. I've here for, yeah, almost a year and a half now. Or, <laughs> oh, my God. This is comical. This is... <laughs> Someone's cranking me. It's China. That's what CNN says. China. The U.S. has seen more instances of coercive and risky behavior from Chinese pilots against U.S. aircrafts. Sounds like you have Chinese aircraft above you. All right. Batten down the hatches. Yeah. Lock the door. I'm sure that'll do it. (laughs) Um, All right. On to the international mystery the land of a thousand running backs, 128 points out of this team. Did uh, you just call this team the international mystery? What did I say? No, I don't I know. Catch it. I'm pretty sure you just called them the international mystery. This team is a mystery. It is, it is a mystery. mystery. That's true. Uh, <laughs> You're an enigma, Parker. Yeah. Um, what are the silver linings we have for him this week? Say Powers. Um, First NFL touchdown, baby. That's a good draft pick. Say something about this team without mentioning Chris Olave or Zay Flowers challenge. Rayshon Jenkins. Whoa, here we go. He's a, he's a good player. He can he gets a, his nose in there. And, I mean, he did play Gardner Minshew, but he had a pick. That's nice. Um, Here's Barton. I, I'm going to try to think of a fun game to play with this team each week because there's not much to talk about. This week, the game is going to be... So he he just recorded his fourth straight week loss. What is the over-under on the total amount? Or what did I say? Week low. Week low. Four week straight low. I, knew, week I low. know what you meant. I was going to make fun of you, but I'm glad you corrected <laughs> yourself. Four straight week low. What is the over-under on the total amount of week lows this team has this year. Oh, wow. Well, eight and a half? Seven I was going to say nine and a half. Right. Now I want to find the, the record, and immediately I'm going to go to 2020 Tim. Yeah, he what has to have do? it. 2020 Tim, the worst team in web history, had seven week lows. Oh, okay. So nine oh, and a half is way too high. So, already has four. On pace. So let's go seven and a half. Does he beat the record? Place your bets on the web.com sportsbook. Yep. Dan? That's all I got can on this that, team. Can we make that happen? Um, I'd, oh, I have. Jaleel oh, McLaughlin. Yeah. That's a bright spot. Yep. Like I said, the land of a thousand running backs. Uh, Freaking McCaffrey goes down. But just before noon kickoffs, this guy picks up Jordan Mason. What the hell? What does this guy know? This guy has every running back who is like your waiver wire guy of the week. And I know it's because he has waiver priority, but Jordan Mason, like that was just a free agent pickup before kickoff. So I don't know what intel this guy has, but it's fucking impressive that he has. I mean, Keontae Ingram, Chris Rodriguez, Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell, Jaleel McLaughlin, McCarthy, or whatever. Yeah. Craig Reynolds. Like he has them all. It's an impressive collection. It is an impressive collection. I mean, this is a. He's just waiting for people to come dangle whatever draft picks, and he's gonna just sell for whatever he can, and then just have a a load of draft picks. 
wasn't this guy talking about feelings he was having, like about players like Jalen Hyatt that one week, the the random Jalen Hyatt start that one didn't work out, but I wonder if this Jordan Mason thing was a feeling, if he's <laughs> honing in on these feelings. It's a little scary if he is. Checking the tarot cards and <laughs> Josh Palmer, I want to mention, because he hey, had former three big plays called back. Yeah. In that in that Chargers game, one was a touchdown. So could he be ended up, bait. yeah, he ended up with four catches for sixty yards, and he could have had probably like fifteen, twenty fantasy points if he would have. If there would have been no penalties, but uh, alas, here we are with eight points on the bench. Classic Josh Palmer. And that's Parker for this week. Last game of the week. You got the insulin pens and the juicers and another not very competitive one. The pens, 218, juicers, 143. You wouldn't know it was a 218 performance by some of the nicknames that were given out uh, after the game by the pens, but it's another good week for the highest scoring team in web. Yeah, quick, ridiculous stat. This is all I got on the insulin pens this week. Uh, going back to last year, week 10, uh, actually week 9 would have been the last time this team in the regular season has scored below 200 points. Um, that is 11 straight weeks over 200, which is ridiculous. That is an insane stat considering the average score last year, 174, this year, 179. To be that much better every single week. Uh, than any other team is insane. Uh, we'll see if he can keep how long. If he can go the whole season over 200, I feel like that's potentially in play with how this team's playing. Uh, War plus 10.44. Uh, 9.88 was Dan's record last year, so he is currently cool. on track to to beat that. And the insane consistency... Let's just let's keep diving into these stats. I mean, the <laughs> standard deviation of the, this team scores is only 15, which is ridiculous for a team that's averaging 220. That's like it borderline unbeatable, which is weird because he's been beaten twice. Um, it's it's nuts, like how high scoring, how consistent this team is playing right now. Um, definitely tracking uh, very well. I was going to ask if he should be worried about the Karen Williams injury because Karen Williams is going to be out for a couple of weeks, and I realized that Saquon's just on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's the problem with this team. Like, it's good and it's deep. It makes it very hard to beat. And the fact that we got him at 4-2 and two at this point is it's good for us. I mean, maybe things still keep going a few ways and you could earn a playoff spot over him, but... The numbers don't lie. This team is unbelievable. This was 158 points out of the offense. That's his highest output of the season. So it's clicking on all cylinders. On the flip side, the defense had uh, 60 points, and that's his lowest total on defense since week six of 2021. So, And he called out some players, and Parsons was almost about to get benched if he hadn't gotten a late sack. Um coming up this week so a weird defensive performance we haven't seen any moves out of him yet but feels like just a blip in the radar i like that he's introduced levels to the bum nickname like there's (laughs) just the bum in capital b lowercase and now there's all caps bum 
So we we have a gauge. We have not a bum. Bum lowercase. Bum all caps. I feel like there's got to be even more nuance with uh, all three letters lowercase. Yes. Bum. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like Jordan Whitehead, this is his best week in three weeks. I feel like he should get an all lowercase bum instead of an uppercase <laughs> B. It's also it's tough to just be signed to the meet team and then immediately <laughs> be called a bum. Yeah. High, like, high standards here. It's literally if you don't score 10 points in a week, you're a bum. Yep. And, and Roquan retaining the captain badge <laughs> and being <laughs> I respect that at least. Time. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wonder what happens behind closed doors. If this is what he does I, on I don't the want forefront, to like, what happens when you have a five-point week out of a guy? Like, does he just... I don't want to know. <laughs> For I some also... reason, I'm, like, picturing, like, GM of the Pens as, like, Donald Trump. Like, you're a bum. Uh, but you're still the captain everybody in here is a bum except for Raheem 30 32 points from Raheem Moster wild I saw a Mingo tweet that he sold him for a second and he still undersold him like it is nuts what Raheem Moster is doing at age 31 like have we five years old have we seen a 31 year old running back do this? I'm trying to think. I don't think I mean, so. It's you hit 30, the odds of you scoring 30 points are just... I'll have to check the, the record books for that one, but stunning how well Raheem Mostert's playing. And Kyron Williams, 20 for 158 in a touchdown. Obviously, he got hurt, but like those acquisitions are are huge for this team. Like Doesn't need them, but the point totals have been amazing. Kyron Williams, RB4. Raheem Moster, RB3. So, nuts. Curtis Martin had six, 1,700 yards at 31 years old in we, 2004. <laughs> we need to do so, some sort of experiment like, with the Dolphins, like offensive, just everything, and like see how bad of a running back we could put in that could still be yeah. like the RB1. <laughs> As long as he ran like under a four four five, I feel like he's good. Yeah, they had like Chris Brooks, who I think ran like a four six plus, and he was averaging like eight yards a carry. Yeah, if he didn't get hurt, he might be in RB one. He's literally averaging six yards a carry this season. So, I uh, yeah, it would be a fun experiment. Like if we put me back there, <laughs> how many yards per carry would I have? That's wow. what I want to know. I want to do these types of things. You, you would I want get to put like one yard on one carry and then be injured. <laughs> <laughs> like he's out for the year. Like what did he hurt? Just it you know, all of it. He's, all. <laughs> he's done. He's got a full um, body cast. We brought him right to the hospital. Uh, on the other side, we've got the juicers. One in five. A pick that got almost revoked. Now it's moved down. Morale can't be high there. This I thought this was going to be a scrappy team, but it just isn't there. I just I like this wide receiver room. I know that's what all you guys talk about like every week, but it's really good. Uh, I mean, that's has, what we've been talking about the last two years. It's like at some point there needs to be something else to talk about. Yeah, Cole Komet is in the flex on this team. That's how you know we're in a concerning situation. <laughs> 
That's a, that's a cry for help. <laughs> you should not like, be flexing tight ends unless you have Gronk and Jimmy. Just put Kadarius Tony in the flex. Like, <laughs> what's the upside to having Colcom at there? Two touchdowns that one week. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. <laughs> well, and the problem is you look at the defense, too. Like, we sort of thought Tim Tebow figured things out, had 84 <laughs> points last week. 48 this week, just barely, not not as low as he had 46 in week two, but 48. It's like 50 below the league average. It's just, it feels, I thought we were making progress, and now this team looks like it did last year. These are actual bumps. <laughs> yeah, if anyone should be nicknaming players bums. I mean, everybody, <laughs> Quincy Williams should be walking in this locker room <laughs> furious. Oh, because yeah. of what he's doing for this team <laughs> and it going to waste. Carter hit my line. That, that guy needs to, he needs to move. Uh, this team's about to enter like a realm that no web team has ever entered because it's not looking good for the rest of the year. But then you also like you had your pick and then you, you have no one to blame but yourself and it's gone. So now you don't have your, you have your pick, but it's 12. Your team is not good. I mean, I I'm praying for this the mental health of this team. Yeah, Thoughts Zach Moss, dynasty team legend, still putting up numbers, man. I love that guy. Got he doesn't you. he doesn't run like he shit his pants anymore. I don't know what happened. <laughs> if he had just done that for the Bills, he'd probably still be starting for him, yeah. and he'd be on my team. But I'm not salty about it. How how close are the running he shit your pants and running in very tight jeans? I feel like those are very similar things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What about if you ran like you shit your jeans? <laughs> what would that running back look like? He shot really <laughs> tight jeans on and I also shit in them. That's, yeah. That's when I you go full Keyshawn Vaughn. That is so... <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn in year eight. He, he was already a poopy pants guy, but now he's a poopy <laughs> pants and jeans guy. It's oh. a territory you never want to be in. <laughs> and on that note, that's week six. Ah. Good job, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, we got through the gauntlet, which means it's time for the lightning round. That wasn't it at all. Yeah, what are you doing? Frazier, lines. <laughs> All right. Conference play. We made it, guys. We're here. We're into the Pack 5 play that we can stop talking about it for six yeah. weeks and then Pack 5 schedule, Pack 5 schedule. We're here. We're doing it. Uh, we'll we'll get this one out of the way. We got Tim facing myself this week. And we got Tim favored by 63 points. Colin, what do you think? 63 is a big line. Let me... It is yeah. big. Uh, Bengals bye week. Yep. Cowboys bye week for Tim, which is interesting. Ooh. I'm not saying we're putting them on upset alert, but I'm just letting you guys know. So, Tim's got Gus Edwards in the flex. Uh, not ideal, I wouldn't say, for him. He's got a few guys. Zach Allen, Ed Oliver in the DL spots. Uh, I... We'll take Tim. Yeah. I'm going to have to take Tim here. What's the quarterback situation right now with Burrow on a bye and Fields hurt? 
Uh, Zach Wilson also on a buy. He forgot oh, to mention him. Oh, my God. So. And Tim just picked up Josh Dobbs. Oh, boy. This mother. Strike? Is there a strike? <laughs> if Tim wants to do this. <laughs> Tyson Badgent is out there. Oh. You know what, Tim? Go Bad ahead. Jones. Well, fill your bench up with quarterbacks. I mean, I'll take it as a sign of respect <laughs> that he's that scared of me. That's true. Also, wow. Zach Evans and Jack Charbonnet making their debuts in the lineup as of now. So, a young yeah. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to get a look at some of these guys. Um, did you make your pick, Caleb? Or yeah, I took Tim to cover. Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll take Tim to cover. It's, <laughs> it's, it's looking rough. I'll be honest. All right, moving on down. We're going to jump over to the big five. Mingo has Dan in town. Uh, we'll see if there's any sort of karma for the bitching that happened on Twitter. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But we got Dan favored by 34 points this week. I don't remember what the buy situation is. I looked. don't remember. Okay. No Joe Mixon, no Derrick Henry, no Aziz Shair, and no CJ Mosley for Dan. So he is missing some key pieces, but this is still a really good team. Um, I'm going to take Dan. I think this is like, well, Josh Kelly in the starting lineup. Whoa, off waivers into the lineup. It's a little sketchy. Dotson coming off a goose egg. What was the line? 34. I might take the money makers with these buys he's dealing with. Um, these receivers and pits have been playing well. Maybe we see a little life out of Mingo. It makes it a closer game than the last few. Uh, Mingo, no Nico Collins, ah. which feels like a pretty big hit to the wide receiver production because any given week, the Falcons could just not throw the ball. And you know what, Mingo, if you're not a coward, you would put Kareem Hunt in your RB1 spot to go head-to-head with Jerome Ford. I just want to say that. Uh, but I am going to take Dan to cover. I kind of like this new dynamic that Colin has introduced where, like, slotting people into certain spots for intimidation. It's, a, the head to, it's the head-to-head matchup, man. <laughs> I like that. It's um, first. Laporta is going to be a fun ooh, one to watch. That's ooh. a he's he might have a fucking meltdown. <laughs> Laporta has a big game and Kyle Pitts that scores like four. He he might actually it, it might explode. It's one to monitor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When yeah, when I made this line, Joshua Kelly was not on the team yet, and Pierre Strong was in the lineup. That was alarming to me. Um, I like the money makers to get frisky. They have this off week, but generally this team has been hanging in the 170 range. And I think Dan is going to come towards that a little bit. And Mingo is going to cover this one. All right. Moving on. A little bit of a not great game here. Parker versus Carter over in the oh, big five. Well, Implications. <laughs> Implications. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be one to watch for the Marvin for matchup. Well, yep. Yep. Could, have been. well what could have been. It could have been. Yeah. Carter favored by 19 points against Parker. I'll start. 
<sighs> God, this I mean, the Anthony Richardson thing, oh, we yeah. joke oh, that it helped the tank, but it really takes the wind out of the sails. It would have been just a fun thing to watch for Parker this year, watching Anthony Richardson uh, develop. I'll take Carter to cover the 19. I just think there's a lot more talent on this team, and I think it's going to help him cover this week. Mm, I, I'm i going to go Parker. I think his defense has been performing a little better. Uh, Olave Flowers have some nice matchups. Garrett Wilson on a bye. Uh, I'll take Parker to cover. I, what's the over-under on this one? <laughs> I don't what's know. What's the line low. here? Should be low. 19 Carter for Carter. 19. I think... I think the Meta Mystery can cover that. This will be one to watch. All right. Moving on to, I think we got three nice little games here to end the slate. And I'm going to start with Josh versus Dave. Josh, three and three, needs to get the Pack 5 slate started out on a good foot. Dave needs to. Right the ship after the loss of Dan. Prove he's he's here, still a contender. Uh, and I chose a pick em for this game. Wow. Mm-hmm. Colin? I mean, in a pick em, I think I'm going to lean Dave. Uh, he can't get Adam Thielen in the lineup for this week since Thielen's on a bye. So he has a... A valid excuse. Um, this is assuming that Christian McCaffrey is going to play. Because it seems like it, we're trending that way. But um, I think I'm going to go Dave here. Yeah, I'm going Dave as well. I think this off... I mean, it's a mismatch on offense, but also a mismatch on defense. So maybe it evens out. But I think the explosiveness of this offense outdoes Josh. Feels like the books know something here. <laughs> What do, what do I know about ribs? I've been talking a lot with Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll pick Dave, but I think it's going to be a real close one. I think this Josh team is sneaky. He's got a lot of players on this team. Gritty. Uh, the a McCaffrey injury is out there. <laughs> a lot of players. <laughs> a lot of players. players. <laughs> he, he fills out that roster. <laughs> Can't oh, say yeah, the same about Calvin. <laughs> oh, whoa, shot out of nowhere, an hour and a half into the pod. Calvin even still listening. Oh, whoa, whoa, the shots are. Jeez. I will pick David a close one. All right. Caleb versus Riley. Two, four, and two teams. Caleb recently made a big trade, brings in Devontae Adams, but we got Riley favored by 10 points this week. Caleb, why don't you lead us off with your own game? Yeah, this is a this is a tough one. We both, we kind of, I had an awful start, but had a few good weeks, over 200. Riley had his hot start, and now we both kind of come down a little bit, and maybe we're getting healthy at the right time. So I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, I'm going to take myself to cover, though. So this is a tough one, um, but you got the the three guys. If Debo can be healthy here, you got the three guys that you want 
to be together with Keenan, Devontae, and Debo, like I was mentioning before. Uh, hope Brian Robinson can find the end zone against a Giants defense that has been improved. It's been getting better. So, uh, but I'll I'm going to take Riley to cover here. I think this is going to be a really fun game. These are the games that I've been looking forward to with this Pack Five. Two teams that just need to beat each other. Um, Tim's not in the mix. These are going to be the games that decide uh, who's going to make the playoffs in the Pack Five. So big game here. I like Riley. I'll pick Riley to cover. Um, yeah. All right, one more. We're jumping back into the big five. We got Calvin facing off with Colin, and we got Colin favored by nine points this week. I'll lead us off. Um, I like Colin. Been performing better than this Calvin team. Hasn't had quite the luck this Calvin team has had sitting at two and four. I think Colin gets the win here. Covers. And moves into his his easier schedule slate on a very good note and goes on a run. We've got uh, another quarterback situation to monitor. Monitor Dak on a bye. Jimmy G with his back injuries is currently in the quarterback spot. I don't know if he's going to be playing. So up next would be Kenny Pickett. So that could be uh, an issue if you're matching up him up against Tua. So with that. Just that, uh, as it is, I'm taking the Dynasty team. No Brees this week, which uh, does not feel great, but that's hey. that's what we brought Madison in for, you know, for, for games like this. We wanted him to be <laughs> a backup <laughs> bye week fill-in. That's why we traded the first for him. Uh, Jamal Adams making his lineup debut Ooh. with Dax Hill. And Kevin Bayard on by, so we got both of the Seahawks in. Can't pick the wrong guys this week. That's that's nice. right. It's literally out of my hands. So hopefully we see some returns. Uh, I'm gonna take myself to cover. It'd be disingenuous not to, but I am monitoring a Devonte Smith hamstring injury. He's questionable. And that is week seven. That is the first week of conference play. Wow. We did it. We we finally made it to this illustrious conference slate. Most people honing in on the Pack Five. This is where it feels like the real playoff race begins. Like the first few weeks, we're like figuring out where you're at. Now it's like these games are must wins on the Pack Five side for Colin, for Calvin. Really, the only team right now that I feel like is safe, so to speak, would be Dan. And you never know. So, uh. Yeah, what are you? <laughs> Conference play. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, that is a nice thing. Frazier took some of the stress out of it. It would have been, it would have been nuts if we had all six Pack Five teams like really gunning for it. It would have been a massacre. Yeah, um, the four every team four and two timeline. There's a while where I thought I was going to be the only one that ruined that. So I'm glad Josh joined me at the three three club. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's going to be very exciting. It's been a while since we've had this many teams in the mix at this point in the year. So, um, like we said, a lot of storylines to watch. It's going to be really fun 
to watch Colin go through that big five. Like, even though there's going to be mismatches there from a team standpoint, adding in the must win factor is going to make that fun to watch. And just every game in the pack five slate, it's going to be nuts. Like this Caleb Riley game, there's going to be one of those games like every week. So it's going to be a blast. Every game is a must win. And that causes me emotional anxiety. <laughs> and that's what the fuck I'm here for. I've been sitting yeah. complacent for all these fucking years with my bad team. And now we're here and I get to feel the anxiety of trying to win games. And that's not fun. There's nothing like it. Conference play, playoffs on the line. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. And let's make it a great week.